0: Hey, welcome back. This is Dramatic Comedy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. This is the third week of 2022. This is the third episode of 2022. It's the third Saturday in a row we're releasing an episode. That was one of my goals is to be at least more consistent with episodes. And here we are. Now I know I keep hinting at guests coming on the podcast yes I have a couple interviews to release it's just not the right time yet um hopefully on the next one we'll we'll start releasing a few of them there's one in particular interview I want to do and get that one recorded and get it sent out before I start releasing the other one so that's the only holdup. so if you're sick of these solo episodes well thanks for listening anyway I'm trying to keep it interesting for you all right Uh, let's talk a little bit about some comedy shows and some options coming up for those of you in the Southern Utah area. Uh, the options are many and the days are few. Let's start. First off, Thursday, January 20th, 8 p.m. at the Station 2, that's the firehouse on Main Street that they converted into a bar. There is a comedy show that night at 8 p.m. You have a couple, I think three comedians coming in from Vegas. Uh show is going to be held, hosted by. Uh, uh, Stephen Kelly. Who's been hosting the open mics there. Local talent. That's going to be part of that show. Max Spriggins. If you've been to any shows lately. You've probably seen Max. He is fantastic. And the other local uh, talent that night is. Why, why it's me. It's Chase McPhee. I'm going to be doing about 7 minutes. Uh, near the beginning of that show. So again. That first option, Thursday, January twentieth, eight p.m. at Station Two. I will be part of that show. Then the next week, not only do you have the normal open mic schedule, the Tuesday and Wednesday at the Coolit Creole place run by Hal. You've also and at Station Two on Thursday night as well the open mics. But Friday night, January twenty-eighth, seven p.m. Uh, in Washington at the new Heritage Event Center. That's where the Paul Mitchell School used to be over kind of by Sonic Burger. Uh, Jonathan, Joshua, I keep saying Jonathan. Joshua Fana Khalafi from the Dry Bar Comedy Tour. He has his own Dry Bar Comedy special. If you've seen it, big uh, Polynesian fellow. Very hilarious. He will be headlining shows on Friday, January 28th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And then on Saturday to the 29th, he's going to do it all again. 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m. I will be hosting all four of those shows along with, there is a, a another comedian who I have not met, but supposedly he's, he's pretty good. He'll be doing about five minutes at the beginning of the show. His name is Creed. Not the Creed we've had on here before. Different Creed. But if that's not enough, there's even another comedy show on Saturday the 29th. If you aren't keen on going to Washington and seeing Joshua Fana Kalafi, or let's say you go to see him at the 7 p.m. show and you're like, hey, laughing was fun. I should go to another show. There's another show that night at 9 p.m. at Blues Cats. I am not on that one, but that's a show. If you've been to the first two Blues Cats shows we've done, that's my favorite room in all of St. George. That has the best comedy club feel between here in vegas that's the best room that we have to offer here i love it it's got kind of the low ceilings the comedy club feel it's a full bar there is a show going on that night they've got four or five comedians going up on there that one's being presented and hosted by mr hal sadie uh so you've got some options you've got a lot of comedy options happening over the next 13 days here in town 14 days excuse me pick one go to one go to all, all of them go to several Just make sure you understand, stand-up comedy is an option here in the St. George, Utah region. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I'm in a good, goofy mood. No particular reason, just excited for comedy to be happening. I guess the NFL playoffs started. That's exciting. So that makes me happy. But uh, yeah, Uh, let's talk a little bit today about uh, a few things. All right, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for listening again. As I said in the intro, hopefully twenty twenty two is going okay for you. So far, so good. We're all off to a good start. All happy, well, and healthy, except for Bob Saget. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, that was not sensitive. I I don't. <sighs> Everyone's torn up about Bob Saget, and it is a sad thing. I didn't know enough about Bob Saget to be torn up about it until after he died. Then I started kind of learning more about him, and he sounded like just an incredible human being. Um, Of course, he was the dad on Full House, and anyone in my generation always used to watch Full House, and we all knew that by the end of the Full House uh, run in the uh, early to mid-90s, we... We all started this countdown on what was going to happen with the Olsen twins, and it never did. But, uh, so, I mean, that, and and of course, Bob Saget hosted the America's Funniest Home Videos for a while. I used to watch that every Sunday night at my grandma's, and it was always funny and, and everything. But the more I've listened to some of my comedic heroes, get emotional talking about how great of a loss it was to, to lose Bob Saget, uh, it was really touching. And I've gone back and I've listened to a few interviews from Bob's podcast, talking to, you know, Kevin Nealon or, or Gilbert Godfrey or Bill Burr, or even, uh, Bob's, uh, podcast episode where he talked about Norm McDonald after Norm, uh, died. Uh, Bob Saget was just a sweetheart. And that's how people have, have described him. And, and I think he, he was a genuine sweetheart. His comedy was raunchy, but man, he was quick on his feet. Listening to his interviews, he was really quick. Uh, and so the comedy community does, uh, does mourn for Bob Saget. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. If you listen or follow Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General, on any of his social medias, uh, he's pretty torn up about this. Him and Bob are pretty close and it's an it's a interesting thing when a respected or you know, loved comedian dies to watch these people like Bill Burr or Jeff Ross or Gilbert Godfrey who don't show a lot of emotion on stage. You see this other side of them that they all have a giant heart. And there is certainly, I would think, a brotherhood to people who have made it in the stand-up world. Uh, as Jerry Seinfeld said, there's a brutality to, to comedy that you go through and you just kind of have this love and respect for anyone who goes behind the microphone. I'm not saying I've made it, but that makes sense to me. You know, I've, I've worked with comedians that I don't necessarily care for, but I certainly have a love and respect for the, the time and effort that they put into their craft going uh, behind the microphone. So it's interesting to, to see the connections you you make and with people who go through similar things and uh, and friendships and I started thinking okay who have my friends become in stand up and how did they become my friends well the answer is simple uh, and it's 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 an answer that involves the most basic form of stand up that there is and that is um, Open mics. I think about any friend I've made through comedy, and it's been through open mics. Shane Williams, you've heard me talk about him and his son Cole. I consider Shane a friend. Met him at an open mic at Even Stevens Sandwich Shop on St. George Boulevard. Uh, You've heard me interview people on here. Uh, Connor, uh, Heward, Michael Madsen, Hal Sadie. We all met at an open mic. And it was the consistency of the open mics, any opportunity I've ever gotten to be part of a, a, a live show or an actual show has been through, uh, acquaintances and connections I've made through the open mic community. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people don't like going to open mics. And I get it. There's some open mics that are terrible. Nothing can hurt your confidence worse than like going to an open mic and just You know, spitting out this new idea you think is going to be great and no one laughs. Even though open mic isn't always a good true measure of how good a joke actually is. If you're telling jokes to six people on a couch who didn't know an open mic was going to happen, they might not laugh the same as a room full of people who have paid, you know, 15 bucks to come in to see a comedy show. But when you have an idea in your head and how that idea is going to work itself out, and you say it in the microphone, and you might as well just be pissing off the Grand Canyon. It's, it's a, uh, you don't get a lot of confidence going from that. But open mic is essentially the same reason a professional golfer will go hit two buckets of balls before he goes and plays his first 18 holes of a tournament. You're just getting loose so that when it does count, the jokes can flow a little bit smoother. Um, I was listening to someone, I think Bill Burr was on Joe Rogan's podcast of, like months ago, they were talking about comedian Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz is a big, he, I mean, he's made it in the world of standup. Uh, he's been in the Sopranos. He was in the Sopranos, the Saints of Newark movie. He was the big fat guy, uh, in, uh, the longest yard with Adam Sandler, like the guy's, made a name for himself, and he made it through comedy, right? And he's someone who's a regular at the comedy store in Los Angeles. He's someone who gets booked anywhere he wants throughout the country on any given night. And he still goes to open mics every now and then at the AHA Cafe or even at like a laundromat. He goes to these open mics where he first started because he talks about it's important to not remember where you came from. That's amazing. You now, there's times where I feel like I'm above open mics. I'm not above open mics. I don't care if it's in the waiting room of like a doctor's office or at a bar or at a coffee shop. If there's an open mic, I'm not above it. If Joey Diaz isn't above it, I'm not above it. It's the only way to practice what we do as comedians. Now, if you play an instrument, if you play guitar, you can go sit out on your porch and strum a new song out and just keep practicing the different chords and everything and you know you get that practice in whenever you can if you're a singer there's voice exercises you can do you can sit in your room and you practice and you can get better practicing to the wall but when it comes to stand up the only way to to really get better at what we do is to do it you can watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to do stand-up. You can take a lot of classes about how to write a joke. Well, sure, you can write a joke, but can you perform it? And how does that joke need to be performed? Not every joke is the same. If jokes didn't need to be performed and delivered a certain way, you could just take your piece of paper up there and go read the jokes, and, you know, one plus one being two, you should just be able to go read that joke. That's not what it is. How certain jokes are delivered makes or breaks the joke. That's why I can't go on stage and try and tell a Bill Burr joke because I can't tell a Bill Burr joke the way Bill Burr tells his jokes. Also, I'm going to see how many times I can say the word joke in a sentence. Holy shit. Um, I've said it before on here. It's as personal as food. The only way to get better at what we do is to practice. And the only way we have to practice... Are open mics the worst is feeling like you don't have something new to share to an open mic room and you feel like well they've probably heard all your jokes why would you go to the open mic then there's something to be said for stepping away and taking a break for you know a couple weeks but at the same time just because they've heard your jokes does that mean your jokes are done being formed you know like if you're trying to invent a new cookie just because you figured out something that might taste good, does that mean you're done trying to make the cookie better? No. You've got to mix and match different ingredients, different deliveries with these jokes. you got to match what kind of energy and where the, inflate, the the inflections come and where the emphasis comes and why do you put one word here and one word there? There's no scientific method. method. I just screwed those words up. There's no scientific method. To why some jokes work and why some don't. The only way to figure out the perfect ingredients to to get a joke to completion is to repeat, 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 repeat. Now people who have seen me at open mics, you've probably seen me tell the same joke at an open mic last week as I was telling three years ago. That's probably very possible. But if I'm working on a new bit, I need to try and figure out where I'm fitting in in my set. So I might tell... Three old jokes just to tell one new joke. You ever see the uh, movie with Tom Cruise, uh, Jack Reacher? The very beginning of the movie, this guy goes up in this parking garage in Pittsburgh and he's aiming his rifle across the river and he shoots five people. Boom, 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 boom. And it looks like five random people. And as the movie goes on, you realize it was killing five people, four random ones, and one that was intentional. You only need it the, the the goal is to kill one person, but to make it look like it wasn't personal, you kill five random people. Four random and then one. It's almost the same thing what I do at open mics. If I'm working a new bit, I might take four or five shots that I know work just to see how the sixth one will land. I don't know why I'm sharing any of this with you, by the way. It's like, I don't know how many people who listen to this are actually in the stand-up game or who are that interested in how stand-up works, but these are the thoughts that were in my head. Am I, that's what I'm going to talk about. I didn't have like a life lesson to tie that into. I don't know what I want you to do with that information. Maybe just understand that when you see like a a comedy special, on Netflix or comedy special, you're seeing this glorified moment buried under hundreds of times of those jokes being told and buried in mistakes. And for every joke you laugh at on one of those comedy specials, that comedian probably had a hundred jokes that didn't work. I like watching comedy specials, but if you were to tell me, hey, you can watch the polished Brian Regan special on Netflix. Or... You can go watch Brian Regan at a club somewhere working a new hour where he's not even tried these jokes before, and it's going to be a little bit scattered. I want that second option. I like seeing the work that goes into it. There's something more genuine about it. When a joke isn't, hasn't been told every night for you know three years, there's something more exciting about it still being a new joke to the performer. So um, that's kind of how I see it. Who was it talking that Dana Carvey? said that when it comes to stand-up you have to learn how to tell the exact same story for the very first time over and over again you can tell the same stories the first time you tell it's always going to be the best you have to make it feel like it's the first time you're telling your jokes every time you're on stage that's hard to do but the only way to do that is to learn your strengths and you learn your strengths by going to open mics and not to mention Open mics are where you see some of the funniest mistakes and lines that you will never see at an actual show. Quick story. You guys are probably familiar with comedian Shane Smith. He has tattoos all the way up his neck. He's got a couple dry bar specials, lives in New York. He's uh, part of the Cowboy podcast with MacArthur. Hilarious comedian. His neck is turquoise purple or turquoise and tattooed. Like he's got tattoos everywhere, he's got tattoos on his face and it, i mean he looks like a freaking doodle pad nicest guy in the world don't get me wrong i met shane a few times at open mics not a nicer guy well one night we're at wise guys in west valley which that club's no longer there and this one woman gets up and she used to come every week she'd wear these skimpy little dresses she was way too old to be wearing skimpy little dresses clearly had some drug issues in her past, and let's be honest, probably at present, and she would go up and tell the most crude, most disgusting jokes, jokes about her body and her sexual experiences and all. It's just gross, right? And it was uncomfortable because you, she was trying, but she was also trying for shock value, and we were all shocked about the shit we heard her say, but it was so gross. And one night it was like particularly bad. And she was like this blonde woman and her makeup was just not quite there. And there was too much of it on. And I don't even remember a single joke she said. I just remember being like disgusted. And, you know, 100 people in the room, 70 of them were covering their mouth or their head just because they couldn't believe the gross stuff she was saying. To make it sound like she was on stage forever, she was on stage for like 90 seconds. And in 90 seconds, if you can disgust that many people, it's pretty bad. So Kim gets down, I think her name was Kim, 90% sure, but for whatever, we're just going to say her name's Kim. She gets down, and the next comedian to go up is Shane Smith. And Shane gets up, tattoos all over his face, looks at Kim and goes, man, I guess we see what happens when the Joker lets himself go. (laughs) And he says... I wish my dad were here to watch Kim so that he would be less disappointed in me. (laughs) Like You're not going to get that at just a a show that's supposed to be professional and stuff. You see a lot of things at open mics. I don't get to open mic nearly as much as I'd like to, but it's a necessary evil. Open mics can suck, but every single one is, is a good lesson. Which, okay, there's your life lesson analogy for the Dramatic Comedy Podcast. Even your crappiest, most horrible days, your bad experiences, are usually your best life lessons. The worst bombs you have, especially at open mics, are probably your best lessons in comedy. Just the same as your worst day at work is probably your best lesson, so you know how to handle things the next time those bad days emerge. You learn how to be tough. You learn how to say, okay... I bombed this time. I'm coming back next time. You get to that point where if you bomb and when you bomb, because you're going to bomb, I'm going to bomb, we're all going to bomb. You get to that point where you don't want to quit anymore. It's like, oh, I bombed. When can I touch the microphone again? Like you just want to wash that taste out of your mouth. It's like if you get your mouth washed out with soap. Well, yeah. It's not like you're going to stop being and stop existing and stop having fun. You're just going to be like, okay, I'm not going to do what got my mouth washed out with soap again. I just want to rinse that taste out of my mouth. And that's that's what it is. Okay. Enough rambling from this guy. Enough soapboxing for 2022. I'm probably going to soapbox again in 2022, just so you know. Uh, I just, I wanted to get a, an episode out because it's important to me to be consistent. I'm going to do my best to get a weekly episode out this year. 52 episodes in 2022. Probably not going to happen, but that's the aim. 52 episodes. We've had three Saturdays in 2022. This is the third episode going out in 2022. Okay, let's uh, wrap it up because I'm sure you've had enough. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the third episode of 2022. Hope you enjoyed what I had to say. Hopefully you got something out of what I was rambling about as far as open mics and everything else. Rest in peace to Bob Saget. Uh, Hopefully not too many comedians die this year. And if they do, um, well, then they do. It's just like every other year. Uh, What a horrible outro this is. I probably should have thought about this. Anyways, don't forget your comedy dates. You have one option on January 20th at 8 p.m. You've got uh, two options on Friday, January 28th at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And then on Saturday, January 29th, you've got three options, 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. All uh, here in the southern Utah area. Hopefully you're able to make it out to a couple of those shows. If not, then at least just one. Uh, Don't forget to laugh find things to laugh at. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Get another episode out next Saturday.